Next on BYU Sports Nation, what would you give up to guarantee a BYU victory tomorrow against Utah? We go two-on-one with Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. Why he says Utah dodged a major bullet last year against BYU. Plus ESPN analyst and former coach Tommy Tuberville and NFL Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick on what he thinks BYU will do better this week. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. This is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, September 8th. Friday! Rivalry Eve. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a poster icon of Utah Valley Magazine, Jerem Jordan. I'm so excited to go to Walmart and see my own grill. Or Smith's Marketplace. Yeah. Or Allen's in Springville. (laughs) How's that place still going? That's awesome. Um, Yeah, we were on a magazine, which is awesome. Super excited to be a part of that. The picture at the top of the article, however. Yeah. The juvenile hijinks. Jer- Jerem's got the yellow track and field hat on. And uh, yes, I'm do. not sure what, my, I'm, what showing, I'm doing. I'm showing my backside or yeah, something. Yeah, like, it got weird. Yeah, all but good. It's all about public perception, and yeah. Kyle Van Noy knows it better than anybody, Jerem. Yeah, last night on the uh, NFL opening game on NBC, uh, Chiefs-Patriots. Wow, Chiefs. Uh, but before the game, Kyle Van Noy and his, you know, Key and Peel East-West uh, <laughs> intro there. Kyle Van Noy. Let's uh, let's do it here. Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy. Brigham. <laughs> he says Brigham. So some people on Twitter are like, does he not like BYU? But he always did that. He always said Brigham. That's what he does. And finally, someone has joined Brian Logan and I in calling yes, it Brigham. Yes, Come to Brigham. Go to a bowl game. Go to a bowl game. Now you take some flack <laughs> about that. And now Kyle Van Noy is taking some flack about that. Cur. Not scared? I ain't scared and I don't cur. <laughs> I don't really think Kyle Van Noy cares about the introduction as much as he does what happened against the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We'll about, get into the about, details of that. Yeah, Kyle Van Noy uh, basically drawing a flag on Daniel Sorensen or the Chiefs. <laughs> hey, Chiefs got the last laugh last night. Good grief. By the way, the, the Patriots have lost the first game of the season in three of their five Super Bowls. So, so what you're saying is it's not, okay. Not concerned if you're a It does not matter. Yeah. It does not matter. It is a fantasy football Friday, my friends, specifically for BYU and Utah. Jerem, look, we've all talked about rivalries and how both sides need to win to make it more compelling. I won our competition last year. I know. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I won going for two. I need you to make the this thing competitive, man. The champ is here. <laughs> okay, my pick this week: BYU defense. Okay, ooh, we f- we finally corrected. Oh, sorry, we were g- sorry. Uh, Fantasy Fridays. Yes, Hit it. <laughs> it's Fantasy Friday on BYU Sports. Now I hope, like I hope Mike. your Fantasy Friday pick goes better than that than that segue. It's not up to me. <laughs> BYU defense. I would have won last week if we had had. Points for a thing called tackles for loss. Well, woulda, shoulda, coulda. But we didn't. Wasn't in play. Yeah. So I'm picking the BYU defense, okay? Because uh, I have more faith that the defense will get me points right now than the offense. 
Yeah, it's hard to argue with that sentiment after two Although, games, right? the offense needs to break out. So I, I, I'm just going with a more sure thing right now. Now, I am full-on going on a limb here, taking a risk, okay? I feel like Tanner Mangum will be the guy that we all expect him to be starting to be. with the game tomorrow against Utah. He needs to be. Tanner Mangum is my Fantasy Football Friday pick. I am transporting him a measure of the BYU Sports Nation karma wherever he is right Transportation now. Transportation via the flu network. Yes. Excellent. Let's yeah. get a fire. Yes. Ah. <laughs> okay. I, I just think that he has to be the guy yes. if BYU has any shot to win. You know who else has to be the guy? Ula Toluta. Man, that quarterback running back combo, BYU needs it now more than ever. The defense, we know they're pretty good. So that's a solid pick on your end. I hope. That I win. That's what it's going to be every that week. Means Defense, Tanner. That Tanner Mangum. No, I picked Matt Bushman last week and won. No, I mean, like, out of the 13 matchups, is it the majority of them going to be Defense Tanner? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's not a competition. A, not, not a lot of nuance it's there. It's a competition. I'm just glad you didn't sing the I Want to Be Like Mike song. I did sing it oh. for a sec. Oh. I can't not. Okay, fine. Double, bring, double negative. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. As I mentioned, rivalry eve. BYU hosting Utah tomorrow night. 10-15 Eastern, 8-15 Mountain, live on ESPN2. And even though a strong relationship runs between head coach Kyle Whittingham and BYU coach Kalani Satake, coach Kalani says it doesn't change the fact that he wants to win. You know, but uh, I I appreciate him and, and I love him. You know, but uh, this is one of those moments where I love him, but I want to beat him. It's like beating your brother, or it's like me wanting to beat Jerem. Love you, but I want to destroy you in head-to-head competition. Right? Yes. That's how it works. Yes. That's how it works. Pre-game coverage, 9 Eastern, countdown to kickoff on BYU TV and the app. Daniel Sorensen had two tackles in the Chiefs' 42-27 win in Foxborough against the Patriots. Kyle Vinoy had six tackles in the Patriots' loss. Harvey Longy listed as an active, by the way. This morning, Kainakua upgraded from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. Nice. The Browns play the Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Oh, by the way, all four captains from last year's BYU roster are on 53-man rosters this season. Mm. Awesome. Hill, Williams, Longy, Nakua. Very cool. Pretty sweet. And you may have noticed that the Kansas City Chiefs last night had a Running back, y'all, by the name of Kareem Hunt, who played at Toledo. He was pretty good. What did BYU do better than the Patriots? That's our stat of the day. (laughs) It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU held Kareem Hunt to two less rushing yards than the New England Patriots. Kareem uh, Hunt had 146 against BYU in that crazy Friday night 55-53 BYU win against Toledo last year. Last night he had 148. Oh, by the way, he fumbles on his first carry in the NFL. And then he comes back with like 200-plus scrimmage yards. Well, what was so weird about that is he has the Jamal Williams factor where like he doesn't fumble the ball. He fumbled one time in like 846 carries. And he had recovered it. He didn't even lose one. He didn't lose it. (laughs) And then then the first first carry. Snap. So, yeah, I I was just glad to see him turn it around. I thought that was – you know, quite a story for him in his first NFL game. Yeah. Uh, Utah Valley Magazine, by the way, at UV Mag, they just tweeted out the photo that we were referencing. With yeah. The yellow hand. Yep. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? It's a fun photo, <laughs> to say the least. 10th <laughs> ranked BYU women's volleyball and their quest for perfection. 
You wrote that, didn't you? Maybe. You wrote that in there. What do you mean, right? You're just ad-libbing this. Still alive as the Cougars beat Hawaii in five sets last night, led by 27 kills from Ronnie Jones-Perry. Cougars play Nevada tonight at 8.45 Eastern, trying to go 8-0. And BYU women's soccer hosts 21st-ranked Utah tonight, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern time. The ladies are searching for their first win of the year. They beat Utah one to nothing a season ago. Oh, it, it's it's time, my friend. It's time, it's time for, for a lot of things. A BYU winning weekend with the rivalry on. Rise and shout! <laughs> time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Hold nothing back. I saw a Utah fan T-shirt earlier this week. That all but guaranteed Utah would beat BYU a seventh time in a row. And what was to, the t-shirt? And thought to my, it says, Can you say it on the air? Yes. Oh, okay. It says, you ha- just never know with them. It says hashtag seven is coming, which is like, really? Like winter is coming? Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You know what? This has got to stop. It's time to restore order to the rivalry and give... The Sith have had their time! BYU the confidence they are thirsting for in the pursuit of a 10-win season. Jerem, like I said, hold nothing back. Our Twitter question. What would you be willing to give up in order to guarantee a BYU win on Saturday? <laughs> the tweets have been fantastic. At Nickley51, use the hashtag BYUSN. I would go vegetarian for a month. I'm 5'9", 230. Believe it. <laughs> End the streak. What would you give what up? What would you give up? To guarantee a BYU win on Saturday. Jerem, what would you give up? All my sins is uh, my answer. And there's a great quote that I once heard about this. A rivalry that does not require the sacrifice of all things never has the offense sufficient to produce the touchdowns necessary to break a six-game losing streak. So BYU, yeah, you need, yes, I'm giving up all my sins and my hat. No, I'm not giving up. Oh, I thought you were going to go there for a second. Although, if, if, how much do you want it? If it guaranteed a BYU win. Would you <laughs> shave your hair? Like how much? How much do Why you? Why are want you doing it? this to me? <laughs> I just want to know. Why? I want to know how bad your thirst is for a BYU win over Utah. Oh, it's like Ronnie Lot pinky thirst. Like, yeah. You would you give up your hair? I'm not saying you have to. I'm yeah, saying I, would you? I'm do not it? going to shave my head if BYU beats Utah. But that's where we're at. Yeah, the level. Really? So previously, it like was, you're considering it. No, I'm not considering it. You just asked me. <laughs> a, uh, hypothetical. Okay. Okay. No, I would give. I would give up like the ability to play basketball for a couple months. That's something I love. That is. That's something. Yes, you that love. would be a sacrifice, right? For some people, it's like so delicious or whatever. You know, it's like. Would you give up a what Mar- a Mariners playoff spot for BYU to beat Utah? <laughs> yeah, because that ain't happening for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries on that one. Okay. What would you give up? So what I, would you, you guarantee a win? What would you give up? So I have this rule, like. And it goes along with dignity. To never Quiet dignity to never wear red on this set, ever. I would wear oh, yeah. red. You would wear yeah I, yeah oh yeah easy. I would oh, wear yeah. a Utah shirt on this set if Wait. it meant BYU <gasps> beating Utah on Saturday. Yeah, and that's that's a weird one because if BYU does win, like we're not wearing red on this set. <laughs> <laughs> like, period. I I look in my closet every day and I'm like. There's one, there's one shirt that I have that has, like, a little bit of red. It's, like, the third color in it. I'm like, I can't wear it. Can't do it. I don't even know why I own it. Can I got to get rid it. of it. I'm, but you know what? I'm going to burn it today. I'm telling you, like, there is a law 
irrevocably decreed in Studio B <laughs> that you don't wear red on this set. And you never wear Utah on this set. Yeah. I If I could guarantee a BYU win, I would wear a Utah shirt on this set. You know what? I, lo- I love that pick. I love it. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. showing you a red card. Yes. In a good way. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I love it. The love for the the heart. Yeah, love. And, and there's there's it's there's no you know that's not a coincidence that a very negative thing is showing a red piece of red to somebody. Okay, <laughs> that's not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. There was the law, Jerem, irrevocably decreed in yeah. Studio B. A lot of a lot of theological quoting in this segment. <laughs> Our Twitter question: What would you be willing to give up in order to guarantee a BYU win? On Saturday. Twitter's been awesome today. Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At harp underscore dog 13. All my earthly possessions. I need to wake up from this nightmare. Yeah, that's that's probably a little much. Uh, at Scott B. Johnson MT. I would give up an embarrassing loss to LSU. <laughs> well, that would happen if BYU won. Yeah. Nobody cares about the loss to LSU if BYU beats Utah. That's the truth. At I am Grand Fa, an unnamed diet soda. Ooh. I'm guessing that's Dr. Wow. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, leaded diet at, soda. At Boba Kenobi, Twitter. Now, that is a serious sacrifice. That, I, at Utah Sanders also tweeted that. Twitter. At It's a Faux Hammer, all the points we would have scored against LSU. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, coming up, Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick and Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham joined the program. Oh, don't forget in our head coaching lineup, ESPN analyst and longtime college football coach Tommy Tuberville. BYU Sports Nation on a loaded Friday continues after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back on a Friday. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation, well, Pumping out some really good stuff on Twitter right now. Hashtag BYUSN. Follow at BYU Sports Nation 21,000 and change and growing strong. A live pregame show for BYU and Utah is called Countdown to Kickoff. It's tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and the app. Watch the Cougars warm up and get to know everything you need to know for the 92nd edition of BYU and Utah. What would you be willing to give up in order to guarantee a BYU win on Saturday? <laughs> The six-game losing streak absolutely plays into the thirst and desperation factor for BYU fans. At Ryband3 says, I am willing to give up my dad bod <laughs> and Coke Zero for a guaranteed BYU win on Saturday. That's commitment, y'all. Why don't you just do that anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Joining us now in Studio B, we are thrilled to have him. ESPN college football analyst, former head football coach at Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas Tech, and Cincinnati, Tommy Tuberville. Coach, welcome to Studio B. Great. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great to be in uh, Provo. It's a beautiful time of the year. Went to Sundance last night, had dinner. Uh, It's just a great place. I've been here several times, but I've been coaching, and so you don't get a chance to move around and see the area. And I'm going to Park City in the morning, kind of drive around. I'm a big skier, so looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. How is life now as a college football analyst Compared to what you've been doing, it feels like forever. Well, I decided to retire last December, and my wife and I, we've been married 25 years, and so after about two weeks, she said, you got to get a job. You've got to do something. <laughs> and so here's what I do. I decide, and, and I'm approached in Alabama to run for governor. 
So for three months, January, February, March, I actually campaigned. I really don't campaign. I, I did a, a kind of a research thing of going all over the state, talking to people, you know, do you want me to be governor? Uh, can I do it? Uh, uh, what kind of governor do we need? But after about three months, uh, I had a 12 point lead. I could have actually been the governor, but my, my wife and I sat down, we go, you know, let's go to the beach instead. So yeah, now I live yeah. in, now I live in Destin, Florida, decided not to run and, uh, uh ended up with, uh, working with, uh, ESPN and looking forward to it. Our last week's game was in Athens, Georgia, uh, Georgia played app state and, uh, had a lot of fun. I'm kind of staying involved in sports. I've done it for forever. And so, uh, uh, it, I, I, I miss coaching. I miss the sideline, uh, but I don't miss the, you know, you know, the after the game and before the pressure of what goes on. It's a lot of pressure on coaches. Yeah, now you can just enjoy Deer Valley and Park City. Yeah, instead of worrying yeah. about the the schemes, right? I'm gonna do it more. I'm gonna play golf in the summertime and ski in the wintertime. You can be the governor of Studio B. Yeah, Go- yeah Governor you can, you Tuberville governor here in this. Studio <laughs> B. That's exactly right. Well, what's it like for you too to come call a BYU game because you did play BYU as the Cincinnati head coach last season? Well, it's it's kind of ironic. I came here in 1990 or 91 as a defensive coordinator at Miami, and we actually won. I won Todd Dittmer the Heisman Trophy because I couldn't <laughs> stop him. And, uh, you know, he actually won the Heisman Trophy the first game of the year. It was, yeah. I mean, it was amazing performance, and we were very good at Miami. We were actually ranked number one. And then, oh, we are well aware. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know you are. And so, uh, so we came back uh, as a head coach a couple of years ago with uh, Cincinnati and mm-hmm. had a good game. We lost, but and then BYU came to Cincinnati and we played then. So uh, uh, very familiar with uh, BYU, and of course uh, we were in the group of five at Cincinnati, and and we went through all this transition last year of everybody being interviewed by the Big Twelve, which was a forest, and. Uh, Who's going to get in? Who's not going to get in? Well, I always thought BYU, number one, they should be in. Anyway, they shouldn't even have to be trying to get in. Uh, but other teams were trying to, as we were at Cincinnati. But obviously we know what worked and didn't work. And now we're on the outside looking in, as we're at Cincinnati we were. And now BYU's doing the same thing. Tommy Tuberville with us in Studio B. He will call the game along with Mike Patrick on ESPN2 tomorrow night. BYU-Utah, 10-15 Eastern, 8-15 Mountain. You have coached in some iconic rivalries, the Egg Bowl, the Iron Bowl, and now you get to experience BYU-Utah. What do you know about this rivalry? Well, don't forget Catholics versus convicts. When I was at Miami, we played at Notre Dame. <laughs> and you were and in all that the, game. All the shirts. And, and I was in the A&M-Texas game. I coached at A&M one year, all the rivalries. And that's what I tell people. That's the difference in college football and pro football. You have the rivalries that are set and <laughs> Every year your fans get into it, your players, your coaches, and you have something to look forward to. And they're very tough on coaches, I'll tell you this. Uh, When I was in all those rivalries as a coach, you know, you can't wait to get it over with because the pressure's on your shoulders because all the fans, they're they're looking at you going, hey, we want to be able to brag for the next 365 days. Uh, Any other game, it's just not just a game, but it's it's a game. Fans don't take it personal they take games like this personal but that's what makes college sports fun because you have these rivalries all over the country and uh it's this is a little different for me having one so early in the season normally they're later in the season but you know i've i've been to up to see coach uh winningham and and i talked to kalani yesterday and watched them practice and you can just tell there's a difference 
there's a difference in the atmosphere of the coaches and the players. And of course, I've listened to talk radio driving back and forth to Salt Lake and everybody complaining and about the LSU game with BYU and all that. Uh, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It, you know, rivalries are what make college athletics. BYU's in an interesting spot because they've lost six games in a row to Utah, and they haven't won that many versus BYU in a row in a long, long time. So what, what's your uh, opinion of this game and how it may play out? Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, of course, I've watched the film uh, of, of both, both games that BYU's played and, and Utah. It is early in the season. You really don't have a grasp yet. Even the coaches and the team don't have a grasp of how good you are or how good you can be. That'll be told a little later in the season. So this one's a little bit different. But you can't ever count out no matter how you played the week before. LSU, let me tell you something about LSU. They got they have won probably one of the top three defenses in the country. And I know everybody's we didn't even cross the fifty yard line. You know, we we looked like we were playing dead. You know, our our defense played good. But you're playing against a first-year head coach who had those kids jacked up, all the hurricane stuff going on, playing at their home. And it was a scenario that wasn't very good for BYU. So you've got to depart from that and say, we're better than that. And BYU's better than that. I mean, they're, they're better. And uh, it's going to be a much better matchup playing at home. Everybody gets their spirits up. And you'd rather have a game like this uh, after an LSU game because your coaches really – you don't have to coach. Your players are going to get themselves ready to play. And you, they forget about that game. So Utah's only had one game. I've seen both teams practice. I think it's going to be a very good game. It's going to be a toss-up. I was always under the uh, thinking that the home team has the advantage. But if you look back at this rivalry, it really doesn't make any difference. It really doesn't. Yeah, it's just a close game. I mean, 16 of the last 19 by seven points or less. That said, if you were the head coach of BYU and your team had lost six games in a row to the, the arch nemesis, what would you say to your team? Well, it's tough. It, it, it's really tough, and and I'm sure all the all the teams that have the members of the teams that have lost those games over the years, a lot have graduated. You know, it's a memory they'll always have. Remember, I I beat Alabama six times in a row when I was at Auburn, and it was, uh, you know, there there was people jumping off bridges and stuff from Alabama. You know, and then they hired Nick Saban, and and they've only beat them one time since. You know, that, it's just it gets that personal. Uh, obviously, it doesn't need to get that personal, but. Uh, it's again, Kalani has a very doesn't have an easy job, but he has an easy job getting the players to forget about last week's loss and looking forward uh, because this is the game every year that BYU looks forward to, and so with Utah. So it's you know you know you never know who's going to win a game like this. It's usually for turnovers. You say that, but you look last year at the, all the turnovers that happened, and uh, it's amazing that uh, you know BYU didn't win that game. Uh, other than obviously throwing the, you know, getting the interceptions beginning of the game and all that. But uh, someone will stand out on both teams that will make a difference. That's what always happens. And, and it'll maybe, it'll probably be somebody that you don't even talk about during the week. Somebody's going to make a play. Somebody's going to do something to either win the game or lose the game. Mm. And so that's something I always look forward to in a rival situation. What do you think uh, BYU does better than Utah? It's so early in the season, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, BYU runs a very special offense, and they always have. Uh, I've, of course, I knew Lavelle Edwards long ago, played golf with him, and he's the guy that really brought the passing game to college football. Uh, I've always told people that. Uh, you know, he's very special offense, an offense that's predicated pretty much on two people, the running back and the number one quarterback. 
quarterback runs the show. He makes all the decisions before the snap and after the snap. And so it's it's really important that the quarterback plays well. You know, you have to have people around him, block for him, uh, the protections, get everything right. But it's a very specialized offense. Now, Utah's gone out and hired a guy that two years ago was in high school, uh, coaching high school football. But now they're running the so-called spread offense. It's very different. Uh, it's not near as hard to to – to run or perfect, it just adds more athletes to the field. Uh, I would rather have the BYU offense, but you'd rather have the BYU offense when you've got an older team. BYU is very young. They're going to make a lot of mistakes. This is pretty early in the season to play Utah in this situation. So uh, it's going to be tough you know, for this offense to perform like it should and will in the future. Coach, I think you're the first national analyst ever to say BYU is young. It's always the old, mature <laughs> players well, that's, that's, that's yielded some playoff appearances and national championships. No, it has No, you really can be the governor of Studio B yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these are, these are that's music to our ears. It really is, yeah. And, and the BYU offense has struggled, obviously. Utah, always a stout defense. So the hope is that BYU's offense can break out in this game, yet it's a challenge against that Utah defense. BYU, BYU's got to find a running back. They've got to get a running game. I don't care what offense you run. You can run the wishbone. You can run the single wing, whatever. If you can't run the football, you can't win games. And it puts so much pressure on the quarterback to have to do everything on his own. And uh, so you've got you to be imaginative. You've got to do things with your offense of throwing the ball to the backs. You've got to run no backs. You've got you've to put more formations in, more formations to act like to the defense that you're doing more things. Actually, you're running the same things but you're giving them a tougher assignments to figure out what they're supposed to do when you have more formations out there to have to d- distinguish, you know, what do I do and what do I not do, and make the defense play slower. Now, the degree of difficulty in the pronunciation guides for both of these teams is uber high. How, how are you feeling going into uh, the broadcast with, with all of the names on the Utah and BYU sideline? Well, being from Arkansas, Alabama, uh, Florida, uh, I've gone, and of course, I talked to several of the sports information directors, and, and I've, I've got my own pronunciation uh-huh. written down, you know, my big card that we have. And so, so I'll do quite a bit of that. I'll have a few number 90s and number 80s. You know, <laughs> that, uh, he. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the tough – the guy that has the toughest is a play-by-play. He has to name everybody yes. all the time. And Mike Patrick is he, – he's one of the best. He's, he's been a pro's around, pro. He's been around years and years. He's done Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night, Friday night, primetime games, worked with every analyst, and he just – he understands – you know, what he's doing, and uh, he's uh, obviously got a good mind for it. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with him. He's helped me already a ton just working with him a couple of weeks. It's a 10-21 or 10-26 kick. You better get a nap tomorrow. That's my only recommendation here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty late. That's pretty late. And of course, for your Florida body there. And, yeah. of course, in Florida right now, my wife's putting up the hurricane shutters, and so it was a good time to get out, you know, for a few days. <laughs> Should have brought her here. <laughs> yeah, so, and, but trying to get back, I have to go to Atlanta early in the morning. But the hurricane's not supposed to hit South Florida, but we live in the panhandle and shouldn't be too bad. But, you know, our prayers are out to those people. Down there. I went through Hurricane Andrew. That was pretty close to the – and my wife and I laid on the floor, and we didn't, you know, I'd, I'm, I'm ready to see a hurricane. You know, this was August the 19th. We're in two days, and uh, everybody, you know, we just board the house up, and, you know, and the next day we'll go back to work. Well, I'm going to watch me a hurricane, right? One o'clock, I'm, I set my alarm at 12, 
45. I get up, make me a cup of coffee. It's raining, wind's blowing. At 1 o'clock, the palm trees went sideways. I was the only coach out of 15 that had a home the next day. Oh. My my roof didn't come off. Wow. Uh, I don't know how it didn't. I, you know, praying for those people. They don't really know what they're getting ready to go through. It's mm. going to be devastating. And uh, it sets the strongest storm ever in the history on the heels of harvey this is and then jose is behind it like what and then they just categorized it up to a four you know it's just this time of year august and september is hurricane season so hopefully we can get through this month without too much more our thoughts and prayers certainly with uh those still dealing with uh the catastrophic flooding in houston and the surrounding areas and certainly for what's to come in florida coach what a pleasure to have you in studio b thank you great to be here yeah I feel yeah. like we need to do this more with Governor Tuberville. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah and that's the truth. <laughs> hey, I dodged a storm by that, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Thank you. All right. We're just getting started on a Friday. Coming up, we'll talk to uh, Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. I ask him if he thinks BYU will cross the 50. You really ask that. Yeah. But first, NFL Super Bowl champion coach and BYU football alumnus Brian Billick on what the Cougars will do better this week. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. I'm hungry. Let's go eat after the show, Jerem. Yes. They're hungry. Welcome back, sports friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Chad. Broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast yep. on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Just had a fantastic oh, interview. That was awesome. With Tommy Tuberville, a guy who has coached the in governor of basically Vision. every prominent rivalry game in the history of college football. Yeah, that was awesome. Hey, women's soccer plays Utah, speaking of rivalries. 21st-ranked Utah tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Check it out tonight. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Rivalry Eve. How are you preparing? BYU hosts Utah tomorrow night. Pre-game coverage begins at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain with countdown to kickoff, anything and everything you could possibly want to and need to know before this game. Hey, no pressure on me there. Daniel Sorensen had two tackles in a Chiefs 42-27 upset victory over the Patriots. Kyle Van Oy, six tackles, Patriots lost, while Harvey Longy was listed as inactive. 10th-ranked BYU women's volleyball still undefeated. Quest for perfection alive. They're 7-0 after beating Hawaii in five sets last night, led by 27 kills from Ronnie Jones-Perry. Cougars play Nevada tonight at 845 p.m. Eastern. NFL Super Bowl champion coach and BYU football alumnus Brian Billick joins us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Skype. Coach, we dug deep into the annals of BYU football highlights to find a touchdown catch from Yes You, receiving it from Mark Giles at Colorado State. How well do you remember all of your touchdowns at BYU? Well, I think that's easy to do because that may have been the only one. Uh, so you did have to scour deep. But that was, uh, you know, that was a big game. That was kind of the, the game we turned it and started to make that uh, bowl run. And a lot of pressure on Lavelle at the time. I remember that very specifically. I remember his addressing the team the night before. And you got the sense. I don't mean to read too much into it that, guys, if we don't start going here, you know, I may not be around. And that's where we kind of turned it, and it was uh, it was great, great experience. That was year four of Lavelle Edwards. Also, I'd like to point out for our radio audience that the the film that we showed it was golden, it was slow motion. What is this NFL films <laughs> from 1975 right. with the sables there? Oh, no. That was amazing. I loved it. Um, it was it was it wasn't slow motion. I was just slow. <laughs> 
BYU and Utah. We'll talk about the Cougars in the NFL here in a second, but BYU and Utah this week. This is a fantastic event every year, although the last six for BYU haven't been so fantastic. How would you define the BYU versus Utah rivalry? Well, I'm biased. It is a great rivalry. I've been lucky enough to be involved with some pretty good rivalries. Stanford-Cal, when I was coaching at Stanford. Of course, the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe one of the most physical rivalries in the NFL. But I put the BYU-Utah rivalry right there with it because of the emotion, the way, because of the proximity, the way the entire culture interacts with one another. Uh, we, we vacation, uh, we, we uh, uh, ski every uh, year uh, up in Deer Valley. And so we're back to the Salt Lake Valley and back to Utah every year and, and are very aware of that emotion that goes. It's usually during basketball season. I remember when my wife and I got married. What did I do? I took her to a BYU-Utah basketball game for our honeymoon. <laughs> How about that? So, yeah, it is. It's a very emotional series. It's a great one. You're right. If it becomes a little one-sided as it has, sometimes that diminishes it. For it to truly be a rivalry, both teams have to win. And that's the challenge for BYU right now. I think the Cougars are absolutely feeling that. You brought up uh, not just BYU-Utah, but the Ravens-Steelers. And you need to control emotions in those types of games. How do you do that as a coach? Well, you try to counsel your players to weather the storm because there is so much emotion. You don't want to expend all your energies in pregame warm-up in that first couple series, and then you find yourself, God, I can't breathe. You know, you're hyperventilating. So you try to... You never want to put a governor on the emotions of your players during the week as well, you know, because what do they do? No matter where they go, they go to the chow hall, whether they're going to pick up their laundry, they go to class. Everybody's talking about the Utah game. It's easy for them to kind of get too ramped up. You try to temper it a little bit so that it builds slowly towards Saturday afternoon. The BYU offense has struggled. 20 points against an FCS team, obviously shut out, didn't cross the 50 against LSU. When a team struggles offensively, what's the rhetoric like, especially when you have a big game coming up? BYU doesn't have Fresno State next. They have Utah next. Yeah, you got to find that one thing. you got to get through the film. And that was a t- LSU's a darn good football team, as we know, and, and had total control of the game. When you only run 35 plays, you, you can't. You know, People say, well, you should have run more. You should have thrown more. You can't do anything enough. Third down continues to be a problem. What you try to do is break it down and show your team, look, we are a step away here. We're an, an assignment break there. We're, we're an inch here. We're a yard there. If we can find that inch, if we can find that yard, if we cannot make that mistake, then then we can get this thing going. It's tough offensively because it's the total integration of the 11 players. Uh, all it takes is for one player each of the starters to make a mistake can get through the entire game and go, Hey, I only made one mistake. And at the end of the game, you got 11, 12, 13 mistakes that can beat you because it's that integrated. So you got to challenge your players and and try to give them something to hang on to say, we are this, this inch, this yard, this step, this missed assignment away from being pretty good. Brian Billick, NFL Super Bowl champion coach, BYU football alumnus. You can follow him and his football genius at Coach Billick on the Twitter machine and on Facebook. Also watch him on Playbook Wednesdays, 6 Eastern on NFL Network. Coach, NFL kickoff weekend is always an exciting time. What's that like for a player and coach when it all starts again and a new season is underway? Well, what's interesting, particularly, and we'll talk about some of the young players that are now coming from BYU into the NFL. And it's an interesting phenomenon as a coach, because I lived it for so long. 
the players come in and the young players and they're in an NFL uniform. They're all excited and they kind of get used to the rhythm of, of in the NFL practice and going, okay, I'm, I'm getting this down. Then you get into a preseason game and it gets real big and it's fast. But then after four of them, you kind of, okay, I understand that I get the rhythm. Okay. I know what it is to play in the NFL. And then you get to the opener and it's a whole nother level. And you can see the look on the play young players faces like, Oh my God, I had no, idea. I mean, it just emotionally, physically, the speed of the game, it's shocking. It shocks the system. And you got to be ready for that with your young players say, yeah, this is the NFL. Calm down. You'll get used to this as well. But that's exactly what this is. The other hard thing is everybody's going to win the Super Bowl. You come into the opener. Everybody. You feel good about what you're doing. You got to see all these great athletes. And then the day after, in this case, Monday or I guess Tuesday, because we got two Monday night games on Monday, half the league is an absolute panic mode oh my god are, are we gonna win a game you know we are done and you try to sell both whether you won the game or lost the game get the players to understand this goes back to the mantra of one game at a time because you know if, if you lose the first game but can win the second or if you win the first game but you lose the second you're one and one so you got to temper it either way winning or losing going okay great guys that was one game now we got to go to the next one and you just take them one at a time. As cliche as that sounds, because around the NFL, because you only have the 16 games, there's and you see it a little bit in, in, in college football with the teams that are truly at the upper end that are fighting for the national championship. Right now, Florida State is like, oh my God, our season's over. You know, one loss. It's where 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 you know Florida losing the middle. Oh my God, we're dead. Well, no, you're not. And and you gotta you gotta shepherd your team through that emotion. And last night was one of those unique situations, right? Patriots lose at home. Andy Reid, BYU guy, Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs take down the Patriots with Kyle Vannoy who had six tackles. What did you think of Andy Reid and uh, the Chiefs' performance last night? Awesome. Un unbelievable. You know, uh, you're never going to bet against New England at home, Tom Brady. But just talking about it after one week, what, what was the talk last week? Undefeated season for the New England Patriots. Tom Brady can play till he's 60, um, just, you know, on and on. And, and what's, what's the, I'm, I'm doing radio shows all day today. And what's the conversation? Oh my God, New England's dead. Tom Brady is too old. When are they going to put Garoppolo in? I mean, it's, it's amazing what now making no, no, make, make no mistake. That was an unbelievable performance by Kansas city. And now with that kind of performance on the road, in the opener at New England, What's what's this whole weekend? We got? Can Kansas City go undefeated? Boy, this is this is an unbelievable. Uh, and what was the thing most impressive? I mean, that was 42 points in Foxborough against the reigning Super Bowl champs. That that was impressive, and they did it in a way that what what's been missing from Andy's offense the last couple of years can't make the big play down the field. Wow, did they make some big plays? So yeah, with all but one game down in the books for the NFL. The price of poker has changed, and now the Kansas City Chiefs are the team to beat. Yeah, I know Daniel Sorensen and Andy Reid are feeling pretty good about what happened with Kansas City. Kyle Van Noy and Harvey Longy not so much on the other sideline, going through some of those emotions that you have described. Let's talk about quarterback Taysom Hill. He goes from learning under Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, doesn't make the 53-man roster. They take a chance, hoping he'd come back to the practice squad and that he would clear waivers. That didn't happen. The New Orleans Saints saw what he did and said, we want you to be our third-string quarterback. So Taysom Hill goes from Aaron Rodgers to Drew Brees. What kind of opportunity does Taysom have as a rookie quarterback? Oh, huge, huge. And what a great – and it's a classic case of you always tell the players, and I don't know if it resonates with them, 
hey, you're auditioning not just for us, for the whole league. And, and, and the rookies have to hold on to that, that you are auditioning for an entire league. You want tape. Obviously, it was good tape. But to be able to go from a Mike McCarthy and an Aaron Rodgers and learning about the nuance of what they do and what makes them so good, to now go to a Drew Brees and a Sean Payton, what a great opportunity to you know, garner the secrets of those to see, okay, what can I adapt in my game to learn from this? Uh, great opportunity for Tyson. Coach, it's always great to talk to you. Again, Playbook back on the NFL Network Wednesday, 6 Eastern. Watch Coach Billick do his thing. We appreciate the time. Good luck with all of your radio interviews and trying to talk different fan bases off the ledge today. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be my psychology mode today. (laughs) Thanks, Coach. Brian Billick on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Great insight. Love it. All right, we continue with a bevy of tweets as well as our Coaching Friday. That's right. NFL kickoff weekend. Where are all of the Cougars in the NFL playing this weekend? We'll tell you. And two-on-one with Utah head football coach Kyle Whittingham. Why he said Utah dodged a major bullet last year in the rivalry. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on a Friday from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And tomorrow night at 9 Eastern time, countdown to kickoff is live on BYU TV as we get you ready for BYU and Utah. Yesterday we spoke with the head football coach at Utah, Kyle Whittingham. He is a BYU football alumnus. Taped interview, two-on-one. Enjoy. Coach, 16 of the last 19 games in this rivalry series decided by seven points or less. Why do you think this game typically produces such high drama? You know, that's a great question, and and, uh, you're exactly right. It seems to go down to the last possession and oftentimes the last play of the game to to decide it, and I think that's, uh, you know, typical of a rivalry game, I guess. You know, it's... uh, both teams uh, want to win, and it's uh, a lot of emotion, a lot of passion, a lot of intensity, and uh, and there also seems to be an uh, uh, inordinate amount of turnovers in the game. You know, for whatever reason, that's it seems like uh, one team or the other has had tr- trouble hanging onto the ball in this in this rivalry, and uh, that's played a big part in the outcomes as well. Last year, we talked about the importance in the program, and you mentioned, hey, it's points, and then it's turnovers. You turn the ball over six times, but you still win that game, which is pretty crazy. Are turnovers to be expected to some degree in this game? Well, I don't know. That's a great question because, uh, like I said, it seems to be uh, exceeding. You know, both teams uh, seem to exceed their their typical uh, turnover output, and so I, I don't have a good answer for that. But we dodged a major bullet last year, and you know, we turned it over six times, as, as mentioned, and and uh, you don't win many games at all doing that. You know, in fact, if you did the ran the numbers, I'll bet uh, if you looked at teams that turned it over six times, it's probably about a 2% chance of victory. Where would you look at a common thread or theme over the last six years that has led to success for Utah against BYU? Oh, that's, that's tough to determine, too, because every game is, has been so different. You know, they unfold uh, so differently. And, and uh, you know, it, last year it came right down to the – that two-point play uh, that we're able to stop, and uh, you know, some years it's been special teams, you know, field goals being blocked or missed or made, as the case may be, and and uh, you know, like I said, there's no real one common thread. It's just uh, seems to be all across the board. Kalani Satake spent 10 years as an assistant up at Utah. That kind of relationship with you has been well documented. 
So, would you rather compete against a stranger or acquaintance or a guy like Kalani Satake who you consider a good friend? You know, I'd probably say a stranger because uh, I feel very close to Kalani and we have a great relationship and and that's always tough. And it's the same with Gary Anderson up at, at uh, Oregon State, you know, and Urban out at Ohio State, although we haven't, haven't played against him. But it's always uh, a little more difficult to play against uh, good friends, and you'd rather avoid that if you can, but sometimes it's uh, inevitable. So is it uh, like you have to hug before the game, or can you bro hug? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Kalani's a, Kalani's a very uh, – he's a, he's a hugger. He's very you – know, he's, a, he's a friendly, warm guy, and, and – uh, you know, we uh, in fact we used to give a hug before each game here. You know, good luck and handshake and quick hug. And so I imagine that's probably going to be the case. Why do you feel like Kalani Satake will be successful at BYU, Coach? Well, he's smart. Uh, he's he cares about the players. He puts the players first, which I think is is number one. You got to you got to make sure that <clears throat> that you understand that the players are what it's all about, and the players got to understand that you care about them and that uh, you have their best interests at heart. And Kalani is a, does a masterful job of building those relationships with his players and making sure that they know that he cares about them and loves them. You got the win against uh, North Dakota in the first game of the season for your squad. What do you think you know about your team through one game? Well, a little bit, but not a lot. And that's uh, the biggest difference in the rivalry now is, is uh, when it occurs where both teams are still trying to figure out who they are, let alone who their opponent is. And, and uh, you know, we've got uh, a little better idea than what we had prior to game one, but there's still a lot of unknowns for us, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of unknowns for, for them as well. And, and uh, you know, we did some good things in the opener, but there was a lot of, a lot of things that needed to be addressed and cleaned up, and, and uh, we've been working hard to do that. Would you prefer to play this game last game of the season that's going to be the situation in 2018 or early in the season like this year? You know, I think given the Pac-12 schedule and the rigors that that involves and, and uh, the challenges that that has, I think early in the season is really the, the best place for us because, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to you know, get through that Pac-12 schedule the last nine weeks of the season, and, and uh, very few Pac-12 teams, if any, deviate from, the, from conference games you know, down the stretch. It's pretty much all, all, uh, all conference games, and so I think – uh, you know the natural place and the most uh, uh, logical place for us, uh, you know, is uh, early in the season. Now I know, like you mentioned, that it's next year. That uh, is it, the last game next year or second last game? I can't remember. When. Last game, at least for BYU, I think for Utah as well. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But but uh, I think for us and the way our season unfolds and the and the way the Pac-12 schedule unfolds, it's best to have it earlier in the year. And then 2019, uh, Thursday, August 29th will be the game. So that'll be a fun That's one, too. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, be an opener. <laughs> that'll be a college football opener, too, yeah. not, not just uh, the respective seasons. You oh, have a really? new, Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, unless there's a game earlier that day or something. Uh, offensive coordinator Troy Taylor certainly brings a new dynamic, kind of a wide-open spread offense, multiple as well. New quarterback, Tyler Huntley. What do you think of your new offense here? Uh, after seeing it for one game in action, you know, we obviously saw it all spring and all fall camp, but, but I think we're off to a good start. Uh, I really like the direction that Troy has, has taken things. Uh, I think Tyler performed uh, well given the circumstances. You know, His first uh, Division One start as a true sophomore, I think he once he settled down after a couple series where he was a little bit uh, edgy, I think he uh, got into a little bit of a rhythm, but but uh, excited to see what Troy can do the rest of the year because I, you know, this is an offense that that is still a work in progress. You know, it's not uh, 
you know, complete by any by any stretch right now. You know, he's feeding it to the players as they can consume it, and so there's a lot more to it than uh, what you saw on uh, Thursday night. Who and what has your attention from BYU football after two games for the Cougars in 2017? Well, uh, we know the offense is is waiting to get untracked and get in sync, and they had a tough tough outing against LSU, which I think most teams in the country would have a tough outing against LSU. That defense is is very physical and very sound and amongst the best in the in the country, in my opinion. Uh, we know what Tan, Tanner's capabilities are. We saw it firsthand in the bowl game a couple years back where he really put it to us in the second half. And, uh, you know, the thing uh, you know that every team wants to try to, well, not every team, but most teams want to do is is try to get the run game established and get that going. And I think that's been an area that, uh, particularly last game, that, that they weren't able to, to uh, get much going there. And everything becomes very difficult when you can't run the ball. As a former defensive coordinator, that was always my first objective, is to try to turn a team into a one-dimensional outfit and you know, say, hey, you can't run the ball, you got to throw it. And then when you get in that mode, then you just get after the quarterback. Let's wrap with this. Do you expect BYU to cross the fifty in this game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. I don't. Uh, I think that was an anomaly last week, and and uh, I'm sure it's going to be a competitive game, just like always. Just wanted to see where the standard was. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Coach, we appreciate the time. Uh, we appreciate the, the kind things you said about Lavelle Edwards as the Cougars look to uh, honor him. And uh, it's great to talk to you as always on BYU Sports Nation. You bet, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Kyle Whittingham on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. What can you expect from BYU TV this rivalry weekend? We have your back, people. Do not miss it. Oh, it's BYU versus Utah on the pitch and the field, baby. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. The governor of Studio B, Tommy Tuberville. Our elite tweet of the day from Matt C. Karn. I'd give up naming rights to my fourth daughter due in late October if BYU beats Utah. <laughs> Shout out to Noah Parks. Hashtag beat Utah.